0: Hey guys, welcome to The Lanes Podcast. So today's a very special episode. We're going to talk about the tragic death of Kobe Bryant. We're also going to skip our intro and do 24 seconds of silence to commemorate Kobe Bryant. So we're going to get into it right now. Hey guys, so welcome to the Lanes Podcast. So today's episode, we're really going to talk about the tragic death of Kobe Bryant. So there's no real way to really start this. I didn't think that I would ever have a podcast that we'd talk about the death of Kobe at such a young age. He was 41 years old. The details of the occurrence was he was in a helicopter crash. It was at approximately 10 o'clock in Southern California. So he was flying from Orange County. So Thousand Oaks where the Mamba Academy was his daughter Gigi was to have a basketball game where he was to coach the thing was he wasn't just the only one on the, on the helicopter there was also his daughter Gigi who passed away and eight other passengers or seven other passengers sorry there was a family on board and also a pilot this is one of the the weirdest things that I've ever seen in my life I've seen celebrities die I mean it's happened but no celebrity that I've really been been not tethered to, but being a part of, and I've seen him as my life's unfolded. I kind of grew up on Kobe a bit. You can say I still remember him playing. You know, it's not very long that he's been out of his career, so it's pretty fresh. I think the only real time I can think of that I wasn't even alive, a lot of the NBA players are saying, Journalist that the Magic Johnson AIDS was this was nearly as big, if not bigger than that. And apparently, that was huge not just because it was Magic Johnson, but because it was AIDS and they didn't think he was going to live for a long, long time. So, this is pretty, pretty big. So, Locke, we're just going to talk about Kobe Bryant. We're just going to go off everything we know. We're also going to talk about his accomplishments and. His main, his main reason of why we like Kobe, you know. So, Bob, what what are your thoughts? Just Actually, before we go on that, how did you find out about this stuff?
1: Um, it was, um, yeah, so uh, over in Australia, it, it was Australia Day, um, and uh, we had a quiet night. Uh, may have had a couple of scooters here and there. We celebrated Australia Day, yeah. We had stra- we celebrated the right way. Um, and uh, woke up at... You know, uh, sorry, I had one of my best mates who's a massive Kobe fan ring me at 7am in the morning over in Australia, Um, thought nothing of it, ignored him, then um, went back to sleep and my mum rang me and she said, are you awake? Have you seen the news? And then she said, Kobe died. And um, originally I thought she was, you know, she was lying. So I hung up on her and went back to sleep Uh, and then woke back up and then went on social media and then... Yeah, it was true. So,
0: the reason I found out is because we have a group chat with a couple of our mates and one of our mates, Will, massive Kobe fan. He, he He's probably the biggest Kobe fan that I know and he, he put in our group chat, uh, for me, I, I was I just woke up, it was 8.30 in the morning, I woke up and it was a photo of Kobe's head and I, I didn't see anything. There was no writing on it and then one of our other mates, Mossy, here, he messaged back, yeah, bro, this is really heavy. I can't believe it. And then... I was like, so someone's gone on. He maybe broke a record or something happened. His daughter done something. Went on Bleacher Report and I saw it. Kobe Bryant has died. And I, I was like, I thought to myself, like, what is, what is, what's going on? Like, what happened? Like, you, you go through all these series of events. Because it's funny, it's almost like a family death. Because, like, you think of Kobe Bryant, you know him, but you don't really know him. And that sense of knowing someone that you i would have liked to have met him talk to him you know because he's just a man that has so much information and knowledge you just feel smarter talking to him like it's funny to say that but i found out then and my old man uncle joe he messaged me and he said mate have you seen Kobe Bryant? he's passed away and i was like fuck it's actually really hit home like he's gone and it's just it was just so so weird and We were staying at um, our friend, uh, Lockie's girlfriend, Laura's house. And I went into the room. I said, Lock, I knocked on the door. They were asleep. I said, mate, see what happened? And he's like, what do you mean? Like, Kobe Bryant. He's like, yeah, I saw that. It was just, it it wasn't like, it still hasn't really hit home that he's gone. Like, it's funny. Like, I didn't know him. Never knew him, never will, unfortunately. But it's it's like a numbing effect on, on the body. Like, you just don't understand that he's, you don't understand it and well I was watching heaps and heaps of interviews with Jay Williams I think Jay Williams said it the best he said like just realise that life can be gone at any time any moment so just live it and just if there's anything you have hug your loved ones and just let things go because you don't know how long that you'll be in life and i kind of trying to call it because like in just a sense of the word you can be gone in an instant like KB was a massive helicopter fan. He drew, flew helicopters everywhere. There was Because he flew helicopters everywhere, I think he was just like, it's a normal occurrence. He'll get on, get off, coach his daughter. Kind of like another standard day for him, but unfortunately it wasn't. It's just funny because he's such a man that everybody thought was invincible. I thought he was like kind of invincible. Nobody really knew a lot of his personal life. He just looked at even... Someone to have a nickname like Black Mamba, like a snake, like a predator. It's just really, really odd, and it's just funny because it's not. It wasn't just him on the plane. Like what what hit home was when I saw his daughter was on there. I was like, man, that is just that was even more numbing for me because I didn't know her, but she was thirteen, and I don't know. For me, you never, you don't even hit your straps. Like you're not even fully grown at thirteen. You're not, You're just starting to go through puberty. It's just like she'll never, ever, ever be allowed to, or never have, never can. Sorry, do anything in her life again. And she had a verbal commitment to University of Connecticut for the women's team. That's what she wanted to do, and I thought UConn memorized her, put a jersey on for her, which was fantastic. But it's like her life's gone. And ESPN came out saying when they recovered the bodies that. Gianna Gigi was in Kobe's arms and that was just like what the heck's going on here like it's just it's still numbing like I don't know about what you think but like I just think it's still numbing
1: yeah it's um it's uh yeah it's shocking <laughs> it's shocking um so uh I, I still don't believe it um it's it's crazy that
0: that sorry the, the report that came out could be true or false but that's what someone put on Twitter on ESPN I shouldn't believe everything I'm reading, but go on.
1: Um, yeah, I just you know, it's it's hard to um, you know swallow, I guess, and um, and think about. You know, you you wake up and you it's still got, it's flooding social media, and it and it won't go away anytime soon. It's going to be something that sticks around for a long, long while, and it's not going to sit well for many people. And you know, there's been a lot of tributes lately, <clears throat> um, not only from the NBA but um, from you know, uh, celebrities. Um, you had Ice Cube on the jump today. Uh, you had Ellen. You know, had all your talk show hosts. Who um, Ellen was quite good friends with. Um, um, Kobe Bryant and um, you know Jimmy Fallon. He had a really touching um tribute. Um, they're they're all worth a watch. Um, I mean, yeah, it's 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 tough. I mean, Tracy McGrady on the jump. I was watching. I was listening to their podcast this morning, and you know, after they had come back from you know. Uh, not talking for a while and they had you know been at the AAU tournaments and um, you know Tracy McGrady was coaching his son and Kobe was coaching his daughter um, and they were playing at the Mumba facility and Kobe said to um, Tracy McGrady he said I want to die young
0: yeah that was a, that was one of the things that kind of struck the chord I was like that's just so
1: I don't know it's, it's very like something Kobe would say wouldn't it it's something yeah. he would say it was just weird to hear like he said I want to die young I want to immortalise myself now like he was saying the words of you know I want to immortalize I want to immortalize myself now I want to be the best of all time, um, so you know it, it was just weird for him you know listening to that you know obviously T-Mac was in tears but you know it was just weird it was sort of one of those weird moments that you're like okay yeah that's that really it's just you know it, it's funny that he actually said it himself and you know and of course he didn't plan it but it's just yeah it's it's just crazy in its own its own sense sense of the word yeah yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the NBA has done, you know, a lot of people thought that um, they shouldn't have played. Yeah, looking back, I don't reckon they should have played.
0: But at the same time, Kobe, like, wouldn't want it any other way, to be honest yeah. with you.
1: I think, look, just by looking at the reaction of the players that were out in the court. And, None of them wanted to play. Like, um, you,
0: you look at Jamal Murray, and I think it was Will Barton, they found out in warm ups. Um, and Jamal
1: Murray. He was pretty close with him. Worked out with the Mumba facility. He was at, you know, Kobe held his own uh, pre-season NBA workouts with a lot of NBA uh, NBA players, young and old. Um, And he was one of them. And I mean, I I was watching the Rockets warm up and, you know, he had Austin Rivers literally breaking down in tears and PJ Tucker in tears. They showed Tyson Chandler uh, sitting on the
0: bench. Yeah, Tyson Chandler played with him in the Olympics and he was one of the most emotional players.
1: Yeah, he was sitting on the bench and he was just... Constantly shaking his head. Um, you had all NBA teams do a 24-second shot clock violation or a 8-second shot clock. I mean, Trey Young uh, probably did one of the coolest things I've seen. Uh, he wore, he actually changed his number on his jersey to start the game and, and wore number 8, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, um,
0: that was probably one of the best tributes we've pretty, seen.
1: Pretty nice, and especially coming from a young player. Um, and another thing that we'll talk about quickly is uh, D. Book and Trey Young, their stat lines. They combined for eighty-one points. Um, and no, eighty-one
0: percent free throw. They both scored twenty-four each, I believe.
1: No, um, they combined for eighty-one points, and they suppose, shot twenty-four shot. They combined for eighty-one points, and they, they shot eighty-one percent as well.
0: Eighty-one percent free throw. That was
1: the one I knew that they absolutely. There was eighty-one percent, eighty-one points. And they shot. Um, they combined for twenty. Also, they they so not combined. They each took twenty four shots each. Well, actually, before we go, my first
0: reaction was when Kobe Bryant died was just the day before LeBron just passed him in scoring, and I think now LeBron's third. That that is just eerie, eerie stuff. Yeah, that is just I mean,
1: weirdness. Well, on that on that subject, I mean, LeBron took a photo of his shoes that he was playing in. Yeah, what, um, what and you, it had you know, Mamba something. I um, it had Kobe on one and LeBron on the other, on one tongue, and Le- Kobe on one tongue, LeBron on the other. Um, and, you know, that night that he passed in, there was a couple of tweets passed out. I'm sure they would have been in communication after the game, but... Yeah, they definitely were. They,
0: they So on the airplane, or just before they got on the plane boarded, LeBron or Kobe run one, each, one of each other, and he had it you know, on speaker LeBron, and he had a, a lot of his teammates talking... Like listening and talking to Kobe and I think there would have been a bit of celebration and you know it's just funny because LeBron that was his last interaction with Kobe it will always be his last interaction with Kobe and it's probably one of the weirdest I mean, ways to go out because it was just what I
1: left the Philly another one that interacted with him basically on the day of his death was Sharif O'Neal that is the son of Shaq my right wife um, he Kobe DM'd him saying you good fam and uh, Sharif got back to him but um, there was no response, um, but that was on the day of the um, the crash and the actual death. Um, I don't know the exact time and stuff like that, but I know that the yeah it was, around, that was, it was done around, on the day it was around
0: ten or ten in the morning. Like, I'm not going to put specifics to it because
1: yeah, we don't know. The, the time, time, time doesn't really matter. I mean, it's just all I know is on. It was day... Uh, Sharif was probably you know one of the one, last ones to have contact with him um, before you know the tragic accident.
0: And and the worst thing of the whole thing. Was Vanessa Bryant and their family found out on TMZ? Yeah. Like, look, that's their job. That's what they get paid to do. But for goodness' sake, have some respect. Like, I just imagine if you found out your family member died on TMZ. Like, it's just, it's just wild to me. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just not right. It's, it would never be right. And I just think that it would just be
1: yeah, terrible. There's there, there a lot of there was a lot of things that went around the web. You know, there was a video. That got that surface That is actually fake, um, of the helicopter going down. Um, that yeah, that was that was moment. bad. It was that was actually a fake video. It was a completely different helicopter that was going down. But they decided to post it um, in that sense. Um, like you said, the TMZ um, leaked it early, um, and yeah, I mean, I watched a interview with the uh, county sheriff of Los Angeles yeah that was, a, that was a weird interview and he wasn't I mean he was quite in disgust of what you know that how that information had, had leaked and got out um, worldwide um, oh, it's disgusting to be honest with you there's no other way to say it it's disgusting yeah. so yeah it, look it was, a, it was a tragic day I think no one saw it it was just ad- I mean there's no there's no words that really describe what happened and we're still you know people it doesn't feel real No, it it,
0: it feels numbing it doesn't feel like it's hit
1: effect I mean it it feels real when you when you watch the tributes done by the celebrities or done by anybody on social media now Um, it probably kicks in more when you see that but I mean just it's it's, I mean it's hard it's just hard to think about you know
0: You, you know this is big when Barack Obama tweeted about this and you know it's big when I'm not a massive fan of him but Donald Trump tweeted about him and he had actually some pretty nice words about Kobe which is yeah it's, it is that that is what it is yeah. in that whole situation
1: there but yes yeah, I mean, and then you had you know worldwide you it, had, yeah it, it affected the whole it affected everyone worldwide you mean I went on a bleacher report trying to find when, when I found out the information I actually went on bleacher report trying to find the article or just something to tell me it was true and all I could find was um, EuroLeague Soccer um, and English Premier League soccer all, you know, you know, sharing their uh, messages. Um, yeah, it was Neymar. And their Neymar. condolences for Kobe. So, it was, you know, it didn't just hit, you know, it was hard to find the original report, but it was, it was, you know, it was all over the world. You know, we had the NBL in Australia has come out and said they're going to do a, a tribute for all the games in um, this round coming up. Um, they're going to do a 24 seconds before the game. Um but yeah, you know that's just something that's happened in Australia. We had Nick Kyrios. Uh, he he gets some, he gets a lot of flack, but mate, he did he's a great. A he,
0: I like him because he, he 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 Look, everyone's had trouble in their past, but mate, he's coming out on the other side and he's doing the right thing. He did the great thing there.
1: Yeah, he you know he wore Kobe's uh, Laker eight jersey out on the court, uh, which I thought was a nice little thing uh, to see out there. You know, uh, today we had LeBron James speak out finally. Um, in you know the best he could. There was a video surfaced of the Lakers team plane landing, uh, yesterday. Um, and you know it was sad to see, uh, LeBron. He was in you know, he was shattered. Like you just see him waiting for his bags near this uh you know this this, this car, and he's you know met by teammates you know in a little huddle, or he's getting hugs. Um, he's met by his wife and the coaching staff. Um, and then yeah he just he's walking by himself and you can just see that he's absolutely shattered um, especially you know my I'm sure Salty would Salty's a little bit older but you know we grew up I grew up in you know the late Kobe stage um, still enough for me to you know respect and love Kobe um, but we yeah I grew up in that stage of LeBron and Kobe so oh, I'm gonna put I was one, lucky I'm gonna, enough
0: yeah I'm gonna just before you go I'm gonna put one memory out there that I had and I remember it was like 10 o'clock at night it was a Friday night, and I was about 11, 12, 13, 14. I, I don't know how old I was. I was just pretty young. The Lakers were playing the Kings, and I knew that the Lakers won, but I still watched it the last five minutes. Kobe, I think, scored, I know, off the top of my head, I was at least 14 or 16 points straight in the fourth. They set a baseline play out, sideline play up for him. He rejected the screen. He caught the ball within, I think, a second and a half pump faked it, shot the ball, went in, buzzer went off. They were down, I think, 14 or 17 points. When I watched that, because he was, he was the best player at that time, I was like, this guy is absolutely, like, I never watched him, so I was like, this guy is just something else, like, I've never seen someone with that much composure, patience, just to ice a game, and just, he basically just walked off, put a hand in the fist, and just like, yeah, it's it's kind of what I, it's kind of what I do, and I was just like, I was watching it with my old man, and he's like, he didn't understand it. He didn't grasp it because, like, for him, he didn't he follow a basketball fan. And I followed a bus. I was just getting into basketball, and I was like, that is just outrageous. And I watched clips, and the only one that I could think of that reminds me was T-Mac against Spurs. But just the way he did it was such composure, calmness. Like, he knew <clears> what was going in when he shot it. But, yeah, I, I just wanted to say that.
1: Yeah, I mean to you, uh, I mean, probably the, the the you know one of my main memories for me um, was the two thousand and ten Laker Championship, um, and it was I it was a Friday here, and it was actually my birthday in Australia, so June eighteenth, and they were playing. They are looking pretty rough here, but they are playing one of the games back in America. Um, and the Lakers had won the chip over there, so June 17th. Um, and I was at school and one of my mates, best, uh, her mum, uh, his mum, sorry, had uh, come into the my classroom and, you know, um, pulled me out of class to tell me that the Lakers had won and I was one of the happiest kids on that day, that's for sure. I was, I was a big Kobe and a Laker, Laker fan back there, but, you know, it's just, you know, I do remember them winning that championship. I mean... I'm sure Salty will agree with me here. Um, our probably other moment that we remember the most would be his final game, um, and the 60 point game. I mean, I had school, but I didn't go. I had a day off to um, to watch that game. Yeah, I was at home alone. I had the surround sound on. I had my speakers full blast. Um, it wasn't till the second half until I turned my my volume up at full. Uh, my house was rattling. And by the end of the fourth quarter, I was, you know, as close as you could get to the screen, jumping up and down like I was actually there. Um, it was surreal to watch the atmosphere. felt like, for me, it felt like I was there. Um, it was just something crazy. I mean, I, I listened to the Ryan Silo podcast today, um, and there was a guy on there that was doing the um, camera angles for the, um, the game, and they were talking about... Yeah. Like the this free throw.
0: This, this is awesome. This one's awesome. The free Sorry. throw that
1: was taken. So when when he, when, he, when, the, when he went to line up for his um 59th and 50, uh, 60th point um, on the free throw line, the first shot went in, no problem. He had 59 points. Um, as he went to shoot his that's the shot that got him the 60 points, Gordon Haywood actually stepped into the lane early um, and, you know, committed a lane violation as such. Um, but, you know in saying that he did that deliberately because he wanted Kobe to get those 60 point, that 60 points um and you know it just goes to show that the love and the passion and you know the Jazz are down the Jazz are losing at this stage
0: yeah like that that for me they can't make the playoffs can't make it but they are going to lose a game they don't care which is outrageous for me they don't care that they're going to lose it they just want to see Kobe be immortalized. And going on to that point, I remember listening to a podcast today about Kobe and his death. And it was one, that I believe it was Zach Lowe, and he said, Dennis Schroeder and the Hawks, back when the Hawks were playing, they were the first seed, I believe, and their whole team was about movement, passing the ball, you know, spacing the floor. And they were on a plane, and they had no Wi-Fi, but Tennis was able to get Wi-Fi, and they weren't able to watch the game, but they had a box score, and they were always refreshing, and they kept seeing Kobe scoring, and scoring, and scoring, and they were cheering and going crazy with someone playing iso ball that probably isn't their type of ball, but they're just loving it, and getting around, getting around it, it, and just absolutely playing it, loving their life, you know, and for me, that wasn't just one team. Phoenix Suns were watching that. I believe... Washington Wizards, like there was a mul- there was a lot of teams. of teams, and that night, that crowd was a sellout. That night, the Warriors were playing either the Spurs or Memphis. It was either to get the 70th win or 73rd it was win. The Grizzlies, 70th win, right? So they could be on track to get 73. They bumped Kobe's last game to ESPN two, and they put the Warriors game at ESPN, and apparently. One person was very mad at that, and they all said who was mad about. And they said Kobe. Kobe hated it. He was like he couldn't believe it, and he's like he just had to go and show out and go and kill. Honestly, that's he what he just used points. to say. That's what he said. He used Fourteen to points kill.
1: on his own back. He he honestly to to, to finish the game, game. Basically,
0: as much as people think the Jazz let him win that last two minutes, Kobe won that game single handedly. That was prime Kobe. That was like clutch Kobe. He is the best ever at clutch at clutch shots and I think he will be the best ever at clutch shots like it was I, just, I can remember it now he just made a massive come off a screen inside one foot and foot in the three point line fading three point bang two point bang straight in the hearts to basically ice the game and that that was just like you look at that and you say he could still play he could maybe not
1: start but he could be on the championship team and be a contributor but yeah. Obviously that's I not mean, the way he's gonna go. That yeah. game I watched. I actually watched the game and um, you know, as we speak now, they're actually airing that yeah, game. Yeah, they they right it today. On they aired today. Um and it's well not just now on oh, sorry, not just today, but as we speak, the game's on his right now.
0: And um, I I went I went and watched it and today and it's just funny, like you just see him part like you just see him dominating and then you just realise he's not there. And it's just like it's very, it's very it's a very numbing sense in the word. But there was, another, there was another one I wanted to say memory of Kobe, and it was the fact that he was drafted at 17 years old. So I think there was like 10 or 11 people in the world that have been drafted at 17. And he got drafted by Charlotte, and they traded him, Charlotte, to LA. And I remember I watched an interview with Shaq and Kobe, and they said, Shaq got a phone call, and he said, I just... By Jerry West and said, I just drafted Kobe Bryant. He said, okay, that's cool. He said, yeah, this guy's going to win you some championships. He said, yep, yeah, no worries. I'll sign the extension. I don't care who this kid really is. And hung up. They went on to be the best big man, little man duo ever. I think there ever will be. And it just shows you that at 17, he was commanding all this attention. He was like, a, he was like an enigma at 17. Everybody either loved him or hated him. And his second year, he was the first-placed vote-getter in the All-Star game. He was the first All-Star in the game, I think, out of 24. He was 18 years old. It's just it's just what I don't think I realize how big of a player personality he was. Like, I, you look at the accomplishments, five championships, one MVP, four All-Star MVPs, I believe 17 All-Star appearances, 20 seasons with the Lakers, so it's one team. You know, he also was a two-gold medalist, scoring champion a couple times. And you just think, like, that is probably the top five career ever by an individual player. And, like, it's just, it's just eerie. It's just, it's just funny to me that, it's not funny, sorry. It's not the worst, just, it's a feeling of, like, you just don't even know what to feel. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, I try, to keep saying funny, but it's not funny, it's just it's different situation that, you know, we're, we're doing with right now. I just, yeah, it's just, I don't understand it, to be honest with you, but what I will talk about is, this is a bit of a different topic, it's not super, it's not Katie, but it was his daughter, and his daughter was, by all means of the word, I wasn't super invested in her, in her career but in all sense of the words she was going to be an absolute machine apparently she was exactly like Kobe she was same mentality the same characteristics the same way that she talked and just the mentality apparently the team said it Shaq said it like she was just Kobe to a T and I remember on Jimmy Fallon interview someone said oh Kobe you should have boys So that way I can carry a legacy. And Gigi interrupted and said, look, that's what I'm here for. I can carry that legacy. And it's funny though, she'll never, unfortunately ever, be able to play basketball. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just a weird situation to me. I, I think I've said it before, but it's just a weird situation. But I think what we don't realize is how he affected women's basketball. Like he was a massive, massive impact in women's basketball. Like a lot of girls loved Kobe what he stood for how he affected women's basketball he was a massive speaker of women's basketball he always wanted to say that the game was bigger than just men he wanted to have more women involved and his Mamba Academy was awesome because he just he didn't just focus on males he focused on all genders he might have focused on females a bit more which is awesome because he was a massive female fan in a sense of the word like he always wanted to help the female basketball grow he he came out and said a couple days ago that before he passed it he said a couple there's at least a couple of wba players that could play in the nba and he's not wrong he's definitely not wrong and it's just funny like it's just yeah it's all in a sense of word gonna be immortalized yeah I think that the NBA is going to. They already cancelled the Clippers game with the Lakers. And the Clippers fully agreed, which is fantastic. I think that that's the right
1: thing to do. I think, as you know, when we talk about the Lakers organisation, I think, you know, they're going to be, you know, they're extremely affected right now. Um, the best LEGO of all time. Um, and best LEGO of all time. It's just as an association, you know, as an organisation, there, you know, it's not just the players, but the, the owners and the. You know the management. It's um, it all it affects everybody. So yeah, I can I, I can totally understand. And you know, talking about Gianna, you know, it's absolutely you know, it was it was one thing to hear that Kobe died, but it was really tough to hear that Gianna, um, the thirteen-year-old uh, daughter, died. Um, you know, and and also you know you also got to think about the other people that died as well on, on the uh, helicopter. You know, that wasn't too um, that was not great either. There was a know. couple
0: of teammates from Gianna's team. Yeah,
1: there was a the assistant coach. Um, for Kobe, uh, flew with him. There was a um, baseball coach, college, long time college baseball coach. Um, his wife and his daughter. Yeah, family died. Um, and yeah, and a couple, a couple other little players there. I think one photo that really touched home for me, um, was the photo of everybody at the Mumber Academy kneeling down. So you had all players, all teams, all coaches, all referees, whatever you had there. They were awaiting for Kobe to arrive to coach Gianna, Gianna's team. Um, and, you know, that never came to fruition. And then the, the uh, news spread that um, Kobe had um, uh, had died in a tragic accident um, alongside Gianna and, you know, teammates. And, yeah, you, everyone in the stadium was kneeling on their ground uh, praying. Um, there's a, a quite a quite a touching image on the uh, internet there that I saw.
0: Yeah, it's it's just funny. It's, sorry, I shouldn't be saying funny. It's just, it's honestly just yeah. It's it's not it's not, not a lot of words to say, and I don't know. I don't think that the NBA will be the same, which is funny. I think it'll be before Kobe's passing and after Kobe's passing because this is going to be a big effect on the players. I want to see what they're what they do for All-Star weekend. I said that all NBA players that are Nike athletes should wear Kobe sneakers in the All-Star game. I think that they should wear Kobe sneakers in the next regular season game they play. I think that they should have one team with number eight and one team with number 24, both or yeah. saying Brian on the back.
1: Yeah, there was a report coming out that they were going to, try to see if they could make that happen.
0: I think that uh, Adam Silver is a very forward-thinking player. Commissioner, and I think he will—he will definitely try his hardest to do that. I mean, it it was, might, the other thing is, it might just affect the sales. But for me, I throw I would, that out the I, window because I, I think it, you know what—actually, it actually increases sales. But you shouldn't be thinking in that business te- sense and term. I just like to see.
1: he will get—he'll get a massive recognition at All Star Weekend, um, whether it's going to be uh, team-wise. I can guarantee you whether if the team thing doesn't come off. Uh, I can guarantee you, a player like, for example, LeBron James would wear number twenty four on his back for the game. Yeah he's, um,
0: yeah, he's the face of the NBA, so whatever he wants,
1: he can't really Um I can just see that happening. Uh, it'll be interesting, you know, stuff like that. I think, you know, salty's favorite team, the Detroit Pistons, did a really, really nice tribute today. They all had custom Detroit Pistons jerseys, uh, number eight and twenty four, um, with Kobe with uh, Bryant on the back. Um, I thought that was a really cool. Tribute, um, you know, to do before the game, something that you wouldn't really see. Um, but yeah, I think you could probably see something similar like that happen in the All Star Game. Um, and yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't do that. And I can, if that wasn't to come off full teams, I can just imagine someone like a vocal person like LeBron James coming out and and wear um, number twenty four because you know they they were good mates, they were good um, you know teammates when they played on Team USA. They were great competitors. Um, and yeah you know they they, they went you know the next game they play is in uh, 2 3 days time and it's against Portland and it's at home that, um, that that game I will record and I will try to burn onto a DVD
0: player which is forever. DVD which is crazy to sound like DVD but I'll trying to let to burn that my old man was talking to me we were in the garage he was said to me uh did you see the prices of the tickets they are like 20, 30 grand. I said, oh, is that courtside or something? He's like, no, nah, it's just up, up up top.
1: 20 to 30 grand for a ticket. So the bleachers were $1,500. We're talking bleachers. My mum my had the um, the ticket app and she went on to just see what, you know, because I mentioned to her that the LA was playing LA and you can just imagine the absolute uh, popularity of that game. What's well, it? LA LA? Paul George Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and all top very that, close friends of him. Yeah, and yeah, the, just a the tribute to LeBron, oh, sorry, Kobe. And yeah, $1,500 for a bleacher ticket. And, you know, I was over there in Christmas and the bleacher ticket, you, you can hardly see the game. So you're talking a lot of money for a, a game. And I can imagine that the tickets won't be as pricey for the next game, but they're going to be, no, you know, it's 20, still be no, up there. No,
0: I'm talking about the Portland games, 20, 30 grand.
1: Twenty thirty grand
0: for Portland. I don't know what, how close it is, but it's big money because that's the that's the first game that they're going to play. And I don't know. I I, th- I thought that they should have postponed the L.A. Lakers and Clippers game too. Like this week, they should have played the L.A. L.A. Derby because that's the most lost. That's the most team Los Angeles type team you can verse. That was the Lakers' rival, Kobe's rival. So I thought that they should have played not on not tomorrow or Tuesday wherever. It, whatever you're hearing is wrong, but yeah, I, I think that they should have definitely played that game but postponed it. It's going to be funny because one person I didn't want to talk about was Giannis. Giannis is pretty close with Kobe, and he was uh, deleting all his social media accounts, so that must have hit him pretty hard. I know Kyrie Irving didn't play his game last night, so he, he was pretty close to Kobe. He never really got to play with Kobe, which is unfortunate, but yeah, there's.
1: I mean, you look at the. Uh, we talked about it before the Mamba Academy and the thing he started up there. He worked out in the off season. Multiple athletes we could name. You know, starting the Kawhi. young guys. Uh, we'll start. You know, you've young, you've Fox, you have got Trey Young. You got Deion Fox. You had Buddy Hield. It it went Spencer Dinwiddie was a massive one for him. Uh, you had Tobias Harris working away I'll get older and older. We had Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Kyrie Irving the names you know we've got players who are stars and superstars in this league already Do you know all willing the names to learn you, yeah. and get better you know
0: all the names you just said all the names you just said are either one of the best player on the team or one of three of the best players on their team that's that's no coincidence yeah. he'd be such a good trainer and such a good learner of the game that you would just pick up things that you wouldn't even have seen you can't ever picture, like, I remember I was watching, listening to the podcast, of Zach Lowe, and he was, he was fortunate enough to watch a game with Kobe, and he said, do you see how, I forget the player's name, Carl oh, Larry, Carl Larry did a movie, he said, do you see how Kyle Larry's feet was there? He was able to do every sort of position he wanted to, do any type of pass he wanted to, and Zach Lowe said, I couldn't even think of thinking of something like that, because it was just out of his world to think, and, you know, he he, he, he was, He was never wanted to be a coach, but I think that would have been his perfect role. Maybe not a head coach, but an assistant, a skill trainer. I mean,
1: you know, know, a lot of people went there to, to, you know, get better at their game and and work on their game overall. But, uh, you know, I know someone like Kyrie, he tried to, you know, learn as much as he could on court and then try to learn as much as he could off court and, and, and learn mentally. You know, the way Kobe went about his games, his routines. You know, the Mamba mentality which is a massive thing you know that it, players you know tried to learn the way he went about things on the court and that mentality that, that showed when he was there so a lot of players you know tried to learn that so it, it that's another thing that just adds on top of that so yeah it's just yeah tough
0: it's a, it's, a, it's a tough it's a tough situation but what we're going to talk about we're just going to talk about our favourite Kobe memory before we before we wrap this up for you, Locke, what was your favourite Kobe memory ever?
1: Look, ever, I never experienced on the day. But the re-watching the game, the 81-point game of Kobe versus Toronto, um, I never watched it myself in person. But as it went on, I watched it and watched it over and over and over. Um, and one to throw on top was when he tore his Achilles.
0: Yeah, that that was just nuts. Um, he tore his Achilles. I've watched that video. Yeah, that was not before you go. It wasn't him shooting the free throws. It was him walking after he he shot him. He was just walking, not super normal, but like nothing faced him.
1: Yeah, it was you know, the report came out, the, you know, you no know, after the game and stuff like that. But it was just you know crazy to think that you know, he didn't want to come off. He was waving the coach away. He said, "No, nah, I'm shooting these free throws." Went to the line.
0: The re- yeah, the reason he shot him because he, he, if he didn't shoot him, he couldn't come back to play the game, which is
1: wild. Yeah, so... Play a
0: game and torn an Achilles.
1: It was... <laughs> that was another one of my favourite moments um, that I remember clearly. But yeah, the 81-point game where he just took over was something that I also watched over and over and plays back in my mind.
0: Yeah, well, my favourite memory probably... Probably wasn't him playing. It was an interview he did with Shaq, and they were just talking about how they how they they became good mates, stopped playing, and then reconciled. And like for me, that just shows you how he grew as a player, but how he grew as a person. I think that, that speaks volumes, because he did, unfortunately, break a lot of... Sorry, burn a lot of bridges in his time in the NBA... He wasn't a perfect man. I'm not gonna get into what the allegations were. He wasn't a perfect man, but he he really just learned. And there was a report coming saying, sorry, there was a report saying, I'm not perfect, but every time I make a mistake, I'm gonna to try to be better. And there was maybe four or five incidents that happened in his life, maybe big or small, that he just tried to get better on. And I think that that is just showing growth and maturity because not everyone's perfect, no one's perfect everyone makes mistakes everyone steps up in life but it's how you learn from that and how you try to be better and that's what I'll take it out of him and remember him he's not just as a player just as a person trying to get better and trying to learn and be a better person in life and that's what you gotta do like I watched a, there was a clip he said life moves on but you just gotta be pushing forward with being a positive mindset I'm, I am summarizing to what, I, what he said but did, that just hit home. Like, that's what you got to do in life. And no matter what you do in life, you got to do it to the best of your ability and work through it. And I think that's just massive, massive for me. But that 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 is probably my favourite Kobe memory. Not him on the court, but him off the court because he was just such a passionate person.
1: But uh, that's going to be... I'll throw one more in there. Throw one more in there. Um, just one of our mates that was a big Kobe fan. One of our mates, Duffy, Marcus Duffy. Um... He he's one of his favorite. One was the twenty the twenty ten um, NBA Finals. Um, Kobe broke his finger, his shooting hand, if I um, if I'm correct, uh, and he played through that game and had he played all seven games. Sorry, he broke his game in one of the uh, one of the first. Broke games. his finger in one of the first games, and he played through all seven games. And you know, as we talked before, he won the championship, and there was. There was just, you know, reports coming on, like, you know, Kobe, you know, plays through pain, finds ways to play through pain, and I think it just goes back to, say, what we said before, you know, we thought of him as invincible, and with a broken finger, torn Achilles, um, broken nose, you name it, he had almost everything, but he, it wouldn't stop him from playing, you know, he, it would make him angry, you know, to come off the court and worry about that stuff, so yeah it's um, I'll, I'll, one more I, I remember watching was the training there was a there was a scrimmage um, that I can't remember when it was but Sasha I don't remember yeah and um, there was a good back and forth watching um, there's a good if you want to watch it search it up on YouTube um, but yeah Kobe goes back and forth with him in a bit of a scrimmage and it's just it's just cool it's a little bit of trash talk there um, and, and to watch Kobe uh, go at it so yeah Go on, Salty. One thing I say before we wrap up. If you have any Kobe Bryant
0: memorabilia, anything, do not sell it. Don't try to make a profit out of this person's death. I know people are doing it and like, I fully do not agree with it. But don't do it because you gotta think about it. Like that's that's a person and you're trying to earn money off a person's death. I know Lockie and I we, we're into our sneakers. I have a pair of sneakers that I checked yesterday. I was going for 400 500 brand new. I checked today. They're going for $2,000, brand new. I'm never going to sell them, but people are trying to make profit off a person's death. And for me, that's just, that just is like, you don't do that. I think that the best thing Nike has ever done in a long time, they've temporarily suspended Kobe Bryant's, anything Kobe Bryant has to do with Nike. So no T-shirts, no shoes, nothing. And I think that's the right thing to do. It might affect their sales, but for me, that's the right thing because they're going to obviously re-bring out Kobe shoes, Kobe clothes. But for right now, you don't want people making profit out of a man's death. And especially not a person like Kobe Bryant because he doesn't deserve that type of way. But we will say rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Our prayers and condolences are just not with his family, but all victims involved. And we really do hope that this is a landmark and a thing that you think about, not just today, not just tomorrow, but years from now. And you think that this can happen to anyone in your life and make sure that you're always positive thinking and being a better person in your life. So we'll end it there. Thank you for listening and we'll be back with you soon. Thank you.